Ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke coming up here momentarily. He's going to jump on the Sprint special guest line. want to remind, remind you, customers can get the fantastic iPhone X for 50% off with Flex Lease. Visit the local Sprint store near you. David uh, is a great, well, he's always a great guest to have on, but uh, today I think he can actually uh, give us some insight uh, onto a couple of the topics we've uh, batted about. Yes. Yes, indeed. And if you want to continue to weigh in on the conversation who the Jazz' most valuable player is, feel free to do so. I, I think we've got a lot of interesting response on on both sides. Uh, Michael tweets in. He says, "Imagine Rudy on the Warriors. I still think Rudy. Uh, I still think Rudy is more important." Hmm. And then, of course, there, there have been a lot of uh, folks who have. Uh, sort of falling for the Donovan Mitchell phenomenon and, and uh, I, I think some of the charisma that's there as well. So keep that response coming, and we'll get to some of that a little bit later on in the 5 o'clock hour. But joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz and our good friend David Locke. Hi, David. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Did you see the— Night without basketball and a night without hockey. What do we do tonight? Yeah, what do we do? What are you going to do? Uh, well, I'm with my wife and son traveling the East oh. Coast right now, so I'm oh. sure we'll find something to do in Boston. Oh, yeah. There's probably plenty to do. David, uh, I saw a, a, a Snowbird tweeted this out today that they got 58 feet of snow this year and could be open until Father's Day. Well, they will be open Memorial Day weekend, and I plan to be there. I was going to say. 58 feet of snow this year? Yeah. I'm really glad, though, to be honest with you. I'm glad that my wife's out of town right now. Because I'm not sure she'd stay with me if it snowed at our house for five straight days in the middle of May. <laughs> well, it, it very well. I know she likes me, but I don't know that she likes me that much. <laughs> uh, David, uh, we're glad to have you on today. We've got had a tuple, couple of kind of running topics we want to run by you. Uh, let's start with Gordon and I were talking about who is the Jazz most valuable player? Who is the most valuable player to the Jazz and what they do? What do you think? Rudy. Because he's the one that puts you in the top five, offensively or defensively. Um, you know, we, you need Donovan too, and Joe brings a lot of different things to him. And you know, proportion. I think you know, Ricky had a little bit of a pulse of the team there for a while. That if he's not back, we'll have to be rebuilt. But um, and Dave was kind of the ultimate pro. So all these guys have um, their own redeeming value. But Rudy is the one that puts you into the top five as a defensive team and, and higher just with his presence. And, you know, you can run all sorts of different lineups, different things, but boy, when Rudy's on the floor, we're good. So, David, uh, Josh Hart kind of stepped in it uh, today uh, when he was discussing uh, the way certain analytics folks in, uh, are so important to the league. He said that some 45-year-old guy who never played the game is relying on analytics and doesn't know what he's doing, essentially. And he just described Frank I'm Vogel. I'm 48, 
but I appreciate the compliment. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, he wasn't specifically talking about me. Okay, no, not you, Frank, his new coach. And so, uh, I guess first of all, have you ever, for a man who has done a lot of talking through his career, have you ever uh, said something uh, that probably was the wrong thing to say at the wrong time, like that? Yes, I have a terrible moment. Um, it happened in the San Antonio uh media room um with a bunch of people i really respect greatly around the table and if any of them are listening right now they know exactly what it is i think about it every day it was awful i totally misspoke to what i meant to say and made a completely terrible step in it um and then mortified still to this day and appreciate all those people for still being my friend <laughs> do you want to give us the details Nope. <laughs> but that one's easy. I have. I mean, I I could apologize every day of my life for the just the way I misspoke on what came out of my mouth compared to what I meant to say. Well, Gordon and I were talking about what is the perfect marriage between, say, the eye test and analytics, and are the most successful, uh, I guess, people that use it but don't necessarily rely on it? How do you come out on that debate? Um, I mean, I think it is a marriage. I think that's the right thing. But I, I also, you know, I really believe that emotion is a bad thing when making decisions, just fundamentally. And... It leads you to, um, it lead, it, it, it can really lead you to making big mistakes. So that if you're making a decision in which motion, emotion is involved at all, which is almost every single decision in a high stress circumstance, you better go get analytics to make sure that your decision is right. Like you could, you can decide that, you know, Ricky Rubio is the worst shooter ever and he kills us every single time. And, and then every time he misses a shot, like you know, it wears you. You know, it wears you out, and that's suddenly what emotionally you're focused on. Well, what happens if the team's actually better when he's on the floor? And what happens if there's three other things that are actually better when he's on the floor? But all you ever notice is he misses the shot and it drives you crazy, or, or you know, the amount of times that somebody drives in the lane and Ricky Rubio's man is there to cut him off because Rubio they never guard Rubio. Whatever the emotional thing is that drives you crazy. Okay, that's that probably is accurate, but what else is in the picture that you're ignoring at that moment with that emotion? And so let's make sure that the analytics back it up. And then there are areas where I think you can really get an edge analytically. Um, and the Jazz did that this year with shot distribution. I, I believe the Jazz won uh, a large amount of games this year solely based on the fact that their shot distribution was far better than everybody else in, in the NBA. Now, the problem with that is you go do that in the regular season, the other postseason teams are good at it, too. That's what Milwaukee's running into this a little bit right now. Milwaukee and Utah had a much better shot distribution, which I really believe is kind of the next money ball of what's taking place. And, and now I think the next money ball I talked about with Tony and Austin a little bit this week, I think is, is how to increase transition um, and what you're doing to get possessions in transition at a higher rate than the rest of the league, and, and or easy high, you know, maybe that's offensive rebounding, maybe that's um, getting out and running, maybe that's not re- not worrying about defensive rebounding in the same way. I don't know what it is entirely, um, but there are 
things that analytically you can look at. If, um, for example, I'll give another one. Um, so the league average, the, the top offensive rebounding teams in the league used to be about 27, 28%. The best in the league were 30%. So the, there really wasn't that big a difference, right? Like you're not getting 100 offensive rebounding opportunities at night. So it was kind of one to one and a half rebounds a game, and the league all decided that the right decision was to um, offensive rebounding and get back in transition defense because that one rebound a game wasn't worth the extra. Well, now the league average of rebound offensive rebounding is about 22%. Well, then, now wait a sec. If you can get up to 30%, now we're talking about two or three a game. Well, that might begin to get worth it, right? So now you're talking about, well, if I get two or three extra possessions a game instead of just one, maybe it is worth putting an emphasis on offensive rebounding. We've seen in the playoffs that offensive rebounding has been really, really important in games. Have you had a time, David, as you have uh... – uh, worked through numbers and crunched them and, and thrown them up in the air like you're eating at Benihana's or something and then consume them, have you ever found some that were misleading? Well, I mean, I think you've got a – I mean, I've had a, a million projects that didn't work. So – and I've had a million projects that I would never tell anyone. Does that make sense? So, I mean, I've done a lot of projects, but I'm like, I'm not convinced that they told me what they wanted me to tell. And so, I don't know if that's misleading. That I just think doesn't have a lot of value. You know, I'm a geek. Like, I'll sit around tonight and actually, you know, with no games, probably find I have a project or two I've had in my mind, and I have a list of them that are just in my Evernote of things I want to try to analyze and look at. And a lot of nights, I'll just sit there and play with them and fiddle around and find absolutely nothing and then it's all good. So I would hope that if you're good enough with the numbers that you that you can look at it in a manner that uh, you understand where your data doesn't have the right thing. I'm actually going to take another linear progression class online this summer so that I can get better at this kind of stuff. Um, but I think that that's when you when you analyze these numbers, I mean, I guess they can. I don't think they should be misleading if you understand the game and you understand the numbers. Does that make sense, Gordon? Yeah, I, I've just you know. The, I mean, I've seen other people's numbers. I think are horse crap, and I think they're misleading. <laughs> but I shouldn't be. I mean, I really do. I saw Harvester, who's really brilliant, put out a piece that was just terrible this year. Um, I see a lot of stuff. I think is just awful. And um, but I but. You shouldn't put out your own stuff and see it as misleading because you should be able to recognize if you understand what you're doing, you recognize that. I was talking to a, a guy in a front office for an NBA team uh, in the Eastern Conference, and he was he was sort of uh, down on some analytics. He thought they were being relied on too much, and he didn't get specific with me. But he he was kind of that was his attitude, uh, and I don't. I don't know exactly why, but that that was the realm in which he worked, and that made me that made me wonder a little bit. Well, I mean, I have to know what he's talking about, so that's pretty hard to comment off of. I think there's, you know, I think there are some things that people don't quite grasp yet, like an open three point shot. I think in the league, the league average on that is only thirty seven, thirty six, or thirty seven percent. Um, 
I mean, the rim is the holy grail still in regards to shot distribution. It's not three. Um, but if you're not going to get the rim, you better go shoot a three. Like, the mid-range shots are just not efficient, and they're very hard to be efficient. There's some value for individual players to take them that opens up other things in their game. And if you're going to be a high-usage player, you probably have to play them. But frankly, Donovan Mitchell is that player for us, and he has got to find a way to stop taking the shots he's taking in the paint as floaters. They're just terribly inefficient. They skyrocketed this year, and he's going to have to learn, even if he were to make them at a high rate, they're an inefficient shot. If he made them at the highest rate of anyone in the league, and he's certainly not doing that, so he's going to have to find a way to either get all the way to the basket or to dribble out, Nash dribble out into something else, or understand how to recognize things differently, because his his short Motor game is just not is is terribly inefficient. Um, so even you know you can argue about well we need to make threes in the playoffs, but you know that's not there's a script where you can make threes. There's no script where that actually becomes efficient. David Locke with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears just a little bit, David. What did you think about Magic going scorched earth on the Lakers the other day? Um, I actually haven't heard it specifically. I just read about, about a lot about it. Um, you know, there are not very many uh, superstars of former teams, franchise-type players that are in the front offices of their team um, after they retire. And um, most of them end really, really badly uh, when it does happen. Um, Isaiah Thomas uh, has been a disaster. Magic's been a disaster. Other people on a lower level, um, whether it's coming in to try to work with players for a short period of time and think that their expertise of 15 years ago qualifies or whether it's claiming you want to coach but not really wanting to coach and I want to be involved, which really just means I want a lot of praise because I'm bored. Nobody cheers for me when I go to the grocery store. It's a bad model. It hasn't worked. Um, and Magic, you know, Magic went, went scorched earth is a great way to say it. And it's, you know, he's now and he has been for a long time, actually. He, he is a detriment to the Lakers rather than an asset. And quite frankly, most superstars after they retire become a detriment to the franchise, not an asset. Hmm. David, uh, speaking of eye tests, this is kind of a weird question, and, and I, I want to ask it the right way because some people have suggested erroneously that the uh, Warriors are better without Kevin Durant than they are with him, which is a joke. But do you enjoy watching the Warriors play as constituted now as opposed to when KD is on the floor? I enjoy watching them way more. Steph's better than KD. And so when Steph is their primary player for those five minutes, if you take a five-minute increment and I have a choice of having Steph be their primary player with Draymond handling or KD, the team that's on the for 48 minutes, having both of them is an incredible, incredible luxury that is, makes them a better team. But if you if you give me one possession or or five minutes or something of that nature, the team that they have out there right now with Steph as the corner piece. He's Steph has revolutionized the game offensively and what he does in regards to gravity and um, efficiency. He and Durant were about the same this year, but Cade, he's been better um, during the year. And if you go look inside the numbers and of kind of on floor off floor numbers on the Warriors and you have to clear out a bunch of noise but if you look at like Steph's on the floor Durant's off Durant's on Steph's off they're all better with just Steph than Durant so they are a 
they the reason they're a better team with Durant is because it gives them multiple options and lets them do things, and Steph doesn't have to run around like a madman like he is right now in every play. But if you give me two minutes or three minutes, and I have my cho- and you give me the choice, can I play the team that's been playing most recently, or can I play the team that has to? Acquiesce to Durant as well. I, I'm taking the team. Uh, I'm taking the team with Steph uh, for for a short period of time. But uh, that does not mean that they are a better team. If you understand what I'm saying, without Steph. Um, they, but they are. I mean, they are just with when Steph, Steph is still. I think uh, maybe the most underrated player in the league. Hmm. Who do you see coming out of the East, David? I've thought Milwaukee the whole time. I think they're, I mean, I, it's interesting. Toronto's the best team I saw at any point this year, but um, I really like, um, you know, the numbers on Milwaukee are, are awesome this year. Um, they, they've been one of the best teams the league has seen in 20 or 30 years if you actually dig into, the, you know, what, not the best, but the level that they are on is, is an elite level. Um, so I think, I, I think Milwaukee pulls this thing off. I was a little surprised by, um, last night, I, I thought that Milwaukee would win last night, so I'm a little surprised. Um, but it's not, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I, I, that would be my answer. I, I think I like um, Milwaukee more, but Kawhi certainly has has been the superstar, and I would say that um, last two games are probably not a fair sample, but the flaw in Giannis's MVP campaign is you can't give him the ball in the final five minutes of a close game, and that, that, that hurts him a little bit. By the way, Warriors with Steph on the floor and not Durant were, I think, plus six this year. Warriors on the floor with Durant but not Steph were plus one. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's so visually appealing to watch them play right now. And, and yeah, Durant's, but, but he's over player. a course of 48 minutes, having Durant makes you better. Yeah. David, you've been asked this question a thousand times, and we've probably asked it to you uh, uh, 500 times, but uh, our listeners love to hear it coming from you. Best guesses about what's going to happen this offseason with the Jazz. What uh, what do you think is a reasonable expectation? What are you thinking? I don't know, because um, I just think there's so many different scenarios that are going to take place and so many um, – dominoes that fall and I don't think the Jazz are in a position in which they're dictating the dominoes so you know if Kyrie goes to the Knicks does that mean Kemba's homeless if D'Angelo Russell goes somewhere and you know I mean I just think um, uh, there's just so many different aspects to I mean I can just keep playing um um you know, there's just, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could I could try to go so many different um, ways to, um, um, I mean, right? I mean, I'm just trying to think it through, right? So, I mean, if Jimmy Butler signs with the Knicks, then Tobias Harris is staying in Philly. But if Jimmy Butler stays, I think Tobias Harris would probably want to leave. Um, 
And uh, if Kyrie goes to the Knicks with Durant, then Kemba needs a home. And if but if Kemba if Kyrie goes to the Lakers with LeBron, then does Kemba want to go back home to New York? And what is Brooklyn really doing this year with D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie? And I I just think all of those dom- if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, then is Durant going with Kawhi or is somebody else going with Kawhi? And then Kyrie needs a different home and. And then Kyle Lowry's available. And I just think all of these different things are going to happen and the Jazz have to be ready to pounce. And I'm not sure. And maybe their pounce is a max offer to someone at July 1 at mid, you know, at the first second saying to them, you're our guy. We want you. Here's your max contract. Don't wait it out. Um, we only have four days before we have to guarantee favors, so we can't play this game. And maybe they'll be able to dictate the tempo of what takes place. But my my feeling is they're going to be a little bit at the whim of everybody else, and then they get into a really tough bind because the favors contract comes up on them, and the minute they sign favors, then they can't do any max deals anymore, and they can't really afford to let not sign favors if they don't have that max deal signed. That was so confusing, <laughs> but I think it sums up exactly why this is um way it is. I want to take a minute if I can. Are we are we wrapped? I wanted to oh, I'm gonna end on a somber I'm gonna end on a somber note, but I just wanted to I wanted to give a shout out. Um there's a wonderful woman or or, or was a wonderful woman who used to host the media room. Uh, for all of us. And uh, Sylvia just had a spirit and a fire about her. Um, when we saw her every day, we came into the media room. She just, she joked at 20 years, uh, 30 years lesser age. She was talking about the cute guys all the time and stuff like that. She just had a great fire to her, uh, made me smile every time. I love seeing her. I think I had a little extra hip in my step every single time I got near the media room because I knew I was going to see her. Uh, she's been battling cancer and we haven't seen her in about eight months and um she she passed um and will be really seriously missed so i wanted to to give a shout out to sylvia she was a part of our game day experience at the jazz games and just made i can just speak for myself but i'm certain i'm not the only one it's just a little extra fire in your day every single time you came into the arena because she just had such an exuberance and such a little great energy and she just was so spunky and 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 had a had a little just a little devilish smile to her sweetness every single day that made it so fun to see her and uh so really sad to you know i knew she was really battling tough cancer and we knew um uh at the last home game i talked to some people and we kind of realized things weren't going well so uh we lost a great one today and uh or i don't i don't know if it was today i found out about it today but uh, i just want to give a shout out to her family and uh both of me i'm sure gordon you have a thought as well as you know she you saw her a thousand times or at least 42 times a year so uh, just a great smile and so much fun yeah absolutely uh amen to everything you just said david sylvia was Man, she was a joy, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it, David. Thanks for bringing that up, and thanks, as always, for coming on with us. Enjoy your vacation, man. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Thanks, David. David Locke, uh, bringing the heat as usual right here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's interesting, and the Warriors without the MVP just being 
visually appealing. And uh, like David said, I think that's an interesting dis- distinction between wanting it to be like this all the time, and uh, you know that would that would not be wise. Although the Warriors might end up without his services after this year anyway. But man, they're fun to watch, with or without him. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Spring into action before the summer rush. Get a complete AC diagnostic checkup for just 39 bucks. Scheduled today by calling 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We'll have more of the big show. We'll, uh, we'll get some more feedback on the Jazz MVP discussion coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Greg wants to know, is DJ ready to pardon the wasp that stung him so badly he needed a life flight? I guess I could pardon him posthumously because I killed him when I oh, got yeah, stung. Oh, yeah. swatted I him. killed that wasp. Yeah. I looked that wasp eye to eye, and I said, you are going down. It sounded more like this. Are you ready? <laughs> this is what it sounded like. Honey, get the fly swatter upstairs. I'm going downstairs. I'm getting in the car. I'm driving, and I may not be back. There's a bee in our backyard. and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to David Locke for jumping on the show in the last segment. Gordon, we asked we asked David who the most valuable player to the Jazz is, and he was pretty definitive about it, saying Rudy. Said uh, Rudy's what makes them top five either offensively or defensively. He does it for them defensively. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of Jazz fans probably disagree with David on that, at least uh, based on the information that we're getting from folks. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's a definitive answer on this. I would probably go with Rudy as well. You think it's I'm Donovan. Going, I'm going Donovan, yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's get some uh, reaction from our listeners. We've been getting a lot of tweets. At Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson. Uh, our friend Aaron tweets in and says, absolutely love Rudy Gobert. He is so important to the Jazz and almost can't even be put into words. But in my opinion, Donovan is slightly more valuable. Without his scoring and his threat of scoring, the Jazz couldn't score against a high school team. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, I, think, I think the fact that the Jazz were in the middle of the pack last year, offensive rating-wise, is a miracle. <laughs> and I think that Donovan should get a, a ton of credit for that. And Rudy, too, by the way, because Rudy improved offensively. But, I mean, they just don't have the personnel to be a really dynamic offensive team outside of Donovan. And we, we talk all the time about the load that he carries. That's what we're talking about. And if he were gone, they'd be scoring in the 50s. I guess when you look at it that way and you break it down, okay, is Rudy more valuable at the defensive end relative to what the Jazz need, or is Donovan more valuable at the offensive end? Uh, Because neither is overly proficient at the other end. Right. Uh, However, the Jazz have Derek Favors, and the drop-off after Rudy to Derek might not be as steep 
as the drop-off from Donovan Mitchell to whoever would replace him. Well, Rudy. What? Rudy was probably their second-best offensive player last year. Yeah, but you know, what? in the role that he plays. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, then who's the Jazz primary wing scorer or whatever uh, if Donovan's gone? Is it Joe Ingles? Is it, I guess it'd be Joe it? Ingles or, in the, I mean, Ricky Rubio last year, I guess. That kind of tilts it the other way, doesn't it? It, it certainly does. Uh, Mitch weighs in. He says, in the NBA, scoring seems to be everything. He and Rudy are probably equally valuable, but a guy that can score like that is crucial. Eileen Donovan, not to mention the potential I think bring, he brings to recruit big-time free agents. Yeah, but you can't factor that. I think, well, I think that Rudy has the ability to recruit big-time free agents, not necessarily based on his relationships, but based on the fact that, that – free agents want to play with Rudy because he doesn't steal their thunder. And he doesn't overlap. covers for their weaknesses. Defensively, right. I mean, we asked uh, Joe Johnson at a locker room clean-out. I always wondered why Joe picked the Jazz. And actually, I think it was his last – no, it was the locker room. He ended up at Houston. Right, uh, so it was the year before. And he said that the reason he came was because of Rudy. All right. That probably makes a lot of sense to a guy like that who's not going to go out there and be a defensive stopper, you know? And so you got to think these things through. I always wondered why Gordon Hayward didn't stay just because he would be alongside Rudy Gobert because Rudy doesn't, Rudy doesn't detract from anything Gordon Hayward does. In fact, he adds to it. Whereas Gordon going to Boston, there are a bunch of players on that roster that were going to detract from what Gordon Hayward does. Right, right, you are. So... I mean, uh, as I, I'll, I'll go back to it. I mean, Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in the league. Donovan Mitchell is not the best offensive player. No. But we both agree that offense is more important than defense in today's day and age. The weights on this scale are sliding back and forth. It's a tough one. If Rudy were not on the team last year, do you think they make the playoffs? Uh, you mean this past season? Yeah. It would depend on how effective Derek Favors would be in his absence. I would say no, and I'd say if Donovan Mitchell weren't on the team, they definitely wouldn't. But I think they'd be closer. I mean, they they made the playoffs last year, and Rudy didn't play a significant amount of the season. But that being said, that Rudy coming back was the catalyst Indeed. to the run that right. that got them to the so playoffs. So look what you're doing right now, Jake. You're arguing with yourself. I know. I'm well, proud it's, of you. I love it. It's because it's it's really an interesting topic because it's very close. I think they're both extraordinarily valuable players and really valuable to what the Jazz do. When we asked David, it was a slam dunk. I think it's a little closer than he implied. Slam dunk. Yeah, we're talking about basketball. I got it. Rudy. Yeah. He slams it a lot. He does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no question in his mind. Chase says, Donovan is more important, but I think Rudy is uh, clearly the better player. I think Rudy is top 15 easy. Hold on here a second. Why wouldn't the better player be more important? Oh, it's because what the team needs. That's like what we're talking about. Yeah, but I get it. Yeah, but it's hard to penalize the better player in a discussion like this. Well, I think a lot of people would tell you that Kevin Durant is the better player than Steph Curry. I don't know. David Locke just told us I, it was I, Steph. But a lot of people will tell you that. But Steph is probably more important to what the Warriors do. And on top of that, he's the heart and soul of the team. Which also plays into this conversation. 
So who's the heart and soul of the Jazz? Probably Rudy. See, I might go Donovan on that one. Why do you say that? Just because he is he 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 is the energizer bunny. Yeah. But uh, Rudy sets that tone of defense, and that's more the identity of the Jazz. See, they're both strong in this regard. Right. And that's what makes this discussion so freaking enticing. Right, and difficult to, to determine a correct answer. Yeah. If there is a correct answer. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm going to have to write about this. Because, because it, 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 it's like, it's, you know what it's like? It's like Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof. You ever see Fiddler on the Roof? I haven't, but it's coming to town this next year, so I will. Oh, really? You're going to see it? Yep. Yeah, you're a playgoer. So he's walking down and, and he's going, on the one hand, on the other hand, mm-hmm. he's having discussions with himself. And it's, we keep doing on the one hand, on the other hand. It's, it's a tough call, but I, I, I'm still staying with Rudy. I think he's more important. Although, I do think that the drop-off from Rudy to Derek is not as far as from Donovan Mitchell to whoever would re- be counted on to replace him. Rudy is definitely the more unique player, though. He's the best defensive player on planet Earth. And there, there really isn't another player out there like him. And his, his propensity to improve is nothing short of remarkable. I, I mean, wonder how good he'll get. I really do, especially at the offensive end, because the defensive end, that ceiling is already so high of where he is. Uh, but offensively, what can he do? What are we going to see out of him five years from now? He needs and don't be a smart aleck and say he's going to be winning championships with, uh, you know, Philadelphia or something. He needs to develop a, a go-to move. He's got to. That's the next Kenny. step. That's the next step for him, where offensively, where you get him the ball and he can go get you a bucket. See, he needs, we're he, yeah, that's that's the next thing for him. Whether it's a hook or a jumper or yeah. something. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know what the discussions are between the Jazz uh, coaching staff and Rudy, but. I would have him working on a hook shot all day long. Well, it'd be the most unblockable shot in the NBA. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I've been I've been I've had that opinion for a while now. And the reason you think he might be able to do it is because watch the way he, watch his form on free throw shooting. I well, mean, it's good. It's very good. It's not like he's all elbows and kneecaps. It's not Shaq out there. Yeah, I mean he's he's got some coordination to him. And he's shown he's shown the ability to pick stuff up when, if he really works on it and focuses on it. I mean, his hands were so bad when he first got into the league, and it, he's not perfect now, but it, he's improved on that so much. In the free throw shooting, like you say, he was yeah. a horrible free throw shooter, and now he's turned into a, I don't know if I want to say a good one, but certainly serviceable. Right. So it's not like he's some kind of uncoordinated dude. You'd think he would be able to harness that. At the offensive end, and we have seen increments of improvement, but how much more will we see? All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Scotty coming up on Friday at Harvest Right. Actually, they're going to be doing the uh, the show from RC Willie in Draper, one three three zero zero South, two hundred West, down there in Draper. But uh, they'll be at the RC Willie, but they'll be doing the remote for Harvest Right. So great, great opportunity to go see those things uh, uh, demonstrated and that sort of thing. Have you have you uh, have you been over to Harvest Right before? Uh, I'm not sure. I've done a couple of remotes over there, filling in, usually uh, filling in for Scotty or something like that. Uh, what they do with those freeze dryers is pretty oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. It, yeah, it, I've been there. And the food is tasty. It Yeah, and it keeps all its its uh, nutrition and stuff. It's, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. So make sure and, and uh, join Hans and uh, Scotty G. Hey, we were talking about analytics and the, the marriage between analytics and uh, the eye test, so to speak, and we asked David Locke about it. And David gave us a good answer. Um, but Aaron on Twitter brings up a really interesting point that, that I, I think is worth examining. He says, did David Locke just uh, say even shooting mid-range shots efficiently isn't efficient? That's exactly what it sounded like. I think that is a perfect example of somebody overvaluing analytics. Good example of why some people don't trust analytics. Give me that one phrase that he had that was the key there. Uh, shooting mid-range shots efficiently isn't efficient. And I've heard I've well, heard David say that before. That That's something that he's kind of hit. Well, did he put an extra efficiently in there? What? Shooting mid-range shots efficiently isn't efficient. So even if it's a made shot, it's not what you want. Right. And that gets down to the you want dunks or threes. Right. Uh-huh. That's that, that whole theory. And where I agree with Aaron on this is, for example, when the Jazz played against Houston, not this, this year, but last year. This ball. Where the Jazz took away their three and they took away the dunks and very efficiently. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul just put them out. Uh, with with mid range jumpers, just killed them. Yeah, I I would have to examine the numbers on that. I think that any shot that you take efficiently, you can't disregard. But the the analytics people would tell you that that's not true. That yeah. David would tell you that that's not true about mid range jumpers. Well, yeah, but again, this is again this is where these numbers get a little wacky because if if <laughs> I, I just. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around saying that you don't want a shot that a player can make efficiently. Oh, why? Because it's not as efficient as a dunk, and it's not worth three points like a three. Because it will never be as efficient as a dunk. I guess. I mean, that's the logic behind it. Yeah. And there are analytic numbers. I've heard David talk about them all the time that that would back that up. But there but are times in, there are times when the way a defense is operating, that shot opens up, and I I, I just I, I can't get to a place where I say don't take that shot. Well, that's where a lot of people are. Hmm. I mean, that's that's Houston's whole game. Unless they're playing the Jazz and that game gets taken away, and then at which point you <laughs> defer to Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, what about what about shots around the basket that aren't necessarily dunks? Where well, I think they talk about. I think same difference. They're okay. talking about restricted area shots. 
Man, I hope there's a place in the modern game for mid-range. I mean, I don't want to just wipe that away. Even though that is sort of what we're seeing. That's exactly it? what we're seeing. But but see, the eye test will tell you that Carl Malone made a, a living off mid-range shots. Yeah. And last I checked, he scored what the second most points in NBA history. I think he did. So the, probably could have had the record if the, he so desired. That mid-range shot, that mid-range game worked out pretty well for that guy. And the Jazz won an awful lot of games. Yeah, he had his fair share of dunks, but he uh, I don't remember him shooting too many threes. Nope. Well, I mean, I would say the back entire half of his career was basically all mid-range shots, right? He took a lot. When he learned that he could play, uh, uh, have a much longer career if he didn't take a beating each and every night. See, this is where this is where analytics can freaking ruin the game. Because I do not want to see every shot be either a layup or a dunk or a three-pointer. I mean, the rest of the court is no man's land. That's where we're headed. I don't like it. Because of the numbers. I have no problem with those shots being stressed, but don't t- don't wipe away the rest of the court. The rest of the court is just a conduit to a dunk. That's the idea. I don't or like th- it. Or a three. Mm, there's got to be another way. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up on the other side. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.